Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're studying the book of John, John's Gospel. And today is episode 93. The passage today is John chapter 4, verses 31 through 38. Let's read the passage. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, Jesus told them. Don't you say, there are still four more months and then comes the harvest? Listen to what I'm telling you. Open your eyes and look at the fields because they are ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you didn't labor for. Others have labored, and you have benefited from their labor. Well, this is in the middle of the episode with the woman at the well. Jesus and his disciples were traveling through Samaria. They stopped at the town of Sychar. Jesus waited at the well while his disciples went into town to buy some food. While he's waiting at the well, a woman comes to draw water from the well. Jesus asks her for water, and they have a discussion They have a discussion about where to worship. Uh, Jesus tells her about living water. Then he reveals that he knows things about her. So she brings up the uh, idea of the Messiah, and Jesus says, well, that is me. So she hurries away. Just as the disciples are coming back, she leaves her water jug and goes to town to tell other people about Jesus. Then it says that the other people are intrigued, and they start coming out toward the well. Now we have the episode today. So the disciples went into town to get some food. They come back, they've got food, and they offer the food to Jesus. In verse 31 it says, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. Now it says kept urging him, so it was like maybe he wasn't eating, and they assume he's hungry. Then Jesus says, I have food to eat that you don't know about. Well, they're thinking he's hidden a Twinkie in his pocket or something. They obviously are thinking about food, and we can't blame them. Why Why wouldn't they think about food? They went to get food, they come back, and he says, well, I've got food you don't know about. But this is Jesus and his dual meanings, where he uses the common thing that people are thinking about and talking about, but then applies a higher level of understanding to it. He did this when they were at the temple, and he talked about destroy the temple, and I'll raise it again in three days. Well, they think he's talking about the building. He's talking about his body. When he was with Nicodemus, he talked about being born again. Nicodemus is thinking about physical birth. Jesus is talking about spiritual birth. Then we just saw with the woman at the well, they're talking about water. Then he starts talking about living water. So she doesn't understand what he's talking about. Now, he's doing it with his disciples. They say, here, eat some food. And he says, I've got food that you don't know about. Obviously, he's not talking about food. They don't know that. So they're questioning, well, maybe somebody else gave him something to eat. Then Jesus, in verse 34, says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Well, he's talking about the mission that's been given to him by God the Father. And that is what he really needs. That is of primary importance, and that is his actual need. 
to do the mission that's been given to him, to do the will of the Father and to finish the work of the mission. Then in verse 35, he brings up this proverbial saying. He says, don't you say? And, and this seems to be some kind of agricultural saying. And we don't know anything about this. There's, there's no recording of, of this saying, but obviously it's something they know about. There's still four more months, and then comes the harvest. Okay, well, what kind of statement is that? It likely means that you plant the crop, then you have to wait for months before you harvest the crop. You can't rush it. So it might be you know, like a everything in its time kind of saying, or you can't rush perfection, or, or something like that. Of uh, you, you have to plant the crop, then you have to wait for the crop to grow, then you can harvest the crop. So he says, that's the saying. But I'm telling you, open your eyes and look at the fields because are, they are ready for the harvest. Point being, there is nothing to delay. The harvest is now. We don't wait. We're in the midst of the harvest. And of course, he is talking about evangelism. He's talking about people hearing the gospel. He's talking about people coming to faith. And they're saying, basically, the time is now. The field is ready for harvest. In verse 36, he says, The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. Well, he says that the reaper, that's the one who goes out and harvests the crop. It's already happening. So we're not planting crops, we're harvesting crops. And it's already happening. There's people already working the fields, and we need to join them. Now, he says here, gathering fruit for eternal life. Obviously, that is the point he's making. He's not talking about an agricultural harvest. He's talking about a spiritual harvest. And it's already happening. And then the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. Here, there's no disconnect. In the uh, little parable saying he, he threw out there, there's a four-month disconnect between sowing and reaping. You sow the, the, the crops, you wait four months, you reap the crops. That's the way it works. Not in this situation, not in the spiritual harvest. The harvest is going on, and the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. Then verse 37 says, for in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. So here he's saying there is something different. And, and 38 says, I sent you to reap what you didn't labor for. Others have labored and you have benefited from their labor. So he is talking here about his disciples being reapers. That is his disciples harvesting the crop. Others have already labored to sow the crop, to plant the fields. Is he referring to John the Baptist and his disciples here? Uh, quite possibly, and uh, I, I think so, that John the Baptist has already done a lot of the, the work here. John the Baptist has already gone and be going around and proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. John the Baptist and his disciples have already done a lot of work. Now, we just need to go and pick the fruit. We just need to go and harvest the crops because the crops are ready for harvest. Now, we often use that saying, one sows and another reaps. And, and it's true that the way we use it is that 
there's different people that come into a person's life over time. Rare is the opportunity for someone to have never heard anything about the gospel and for one of us to then encounter that person, share the gospel, and that person come to faith right then. That, that just rarely happens uh, in our society, never. What happens is there's a series of people who are engaged in bringing this person along, and somebody has to share the gospel the first time. Somebody else has to share the gospel another time. And through it all, there's many people around living their faith out loud, living their faith in such a way that others can see, not just see they're a good person, but see that they're a follower of Christ. See what following Christ looks like and why we follow Christ. And as a person is exposed to hearing the gospel, uh, watching others follow Christ, seeing the importance of faith in people's lives, this is where there are multiple people involved in bringing a person to faith. And so one sows another harvest, meaning we all have different roles in this, different roles at different times with different people. The, the challenge is, are we playing a role? And there's different roles we have with different people at different times. For some, we are uh, planting the crop, that is, initially sharing the concept of faith initially sharing the, the idea that someone can actually know God and follow Christ. Then we're always in the process of living our faith out loud so that others can see us living our faith. And then there is that those times where we are bringing the person closer and closer. And I talk about us bringing, it's the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit uses us in this process too. So it is a process for someone to come to faith. And we're all playing a variety of roles, and many of us playing a variety of roles with different people. For some, we're planting the seed. For others, we're drawing them closer to harvest. And others, we're just watering the seeds along the way, watering the plants as we live our faith out loud. And so it's a challenge for us to, to see the people around us as people who are the harvest, they're not, they're not projects, they're people, people that God loves and that you and I are called to love too. But do they know Christ? If not, we need to make sure they see Christ in us. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.